welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. All right, so today I want to talk to you about a movement called I Am Second. You can check it out today by going to IamSecond.com. They've been around for a little over 10 years, and when you go to the site, there are a series of video interviews, some with popular, better-known people from TV, some lesser-known, some who've had great, prosperous lives, and some who've been in the depths of despair. There are some married couples who discuss their relationship. There are a lot of really neat things. And what it's really about is what life becomes What happens to you when you decide that I am not first? When there is not a relationship in my life where I put myself ahead of the other person? And when we understand the concept of being second and putting God first, Jesus first, our spouse first, people in our lives before us, not only is that consistent with New Testament teaching, and we'll talk quite a bit about that today, but it brings purpose to life. Everyone is searching for purpose. Why am I here? What is this about? Why is today happening? When you understand the I am second concept, you'll never wonder again. I watched, I think, three of the videos from the IamSecond.com website. One was by a woman who was somewhat famous on television, had everything you could imagine, And yet, there was this hole, this emptiness. She was seeking to serve herself, as a lot of people do. And quite honestly, she was being very successful at that. She had done many things for herself. And yet, they weren't fulfilling. And she wondered if there was some purpose greater than that. But when someone introduced Jesus to her, really the concept of a great and glorious and protecting king she decided to become second. She put him first. She continued her career. She continued to be successful, but it wasn't about that anymore. It was about him. This added meaning to her life, and it gave her a purpose every day. Another video was by a guy who was raised in a terrible home. He was an alcoholic and a drug addict and had gone through a motorcycle accident that was debilitating, but someone came to the hospital and prayed over him. And they prayed for him to live, and he did. And this young man sought out the source of that power, and he learned about Jesus. And he decided that all of the choices he'd been making, far more harmful than in the first case with the woman, but all of the choices he'd been making were self-service choices. He was putting himself in first place and forgetting about everyone else. Once he took the role of second to Jesus, and he let Christ become, Colossians chapter 1, first place in everything, He knew what he needed to do. He turned his life around, and he ended up serving lots of people. And that's the beauty of this. When you become second to Jesus, when you seek first Christ, you actually become more valuable and serviceful to everyone. Of course, the greatest example of I am second in all of world history is Jesus himself. He was worthy to be first. He is God, and yet he decided to become second. By that I mean he put all of humanity before himself. 
He still looked after himself. He still had a relationship with God. He still mattered. But for that period of time, he made sure that mankind's needs were above his own. And because he put us first, we now enjoy a mercy that only he could provide. Now, once he had ascended into heaven, God gave him a place of glory again, though I have an argument that he's still assuming the role of second, as he could be in a position of preeminence and worship, and yet he continues to serve us every day, our high priest, our king. So I want you to think about being second today and what that would look like. Now, as I was thinking about Bible examples of this and parables on this topic, I think a more familiar term for us would be, I am last. The idea of assuming the last place, like the guy in the parable who takes the first place at the table and he's moved to the end of the table, and the one who comes in and assesses the room and assumes the least important spot in the room, and he gets moved up to the first. And that language is fine and useful, although I would argue that more the point in those cases is if you decide you're first, if today is about you, if everybody else is in second place, you will be demoted to the end of the line. You will become the least, and in fact, people will value you the least if you're someone who serves only themselves. Yet people who can put others in front of themselves get supported, loved, exalted, and honored. But I don't know if I want you thinking of yourself as last in order to accomplish that. And here's the reason why. There are a lot of great people who listen to this podcast, men and women, but in particular some wonderful, service-filled, honorable, loving women who are already serving a great many people and put themselves below others. But if they aren't careful, they can get into a situation of self-neglect, where their attitude is, I am last, everybody else gets served first, it's about everyone else, my job is to be neglected and happy about it. That is not the case. She deserves to take care of herself. She deserves to have her needs met. She deserves to be served by her husband and others in many capacities. And so while the idea of assuming the role of last is certainly a biblical idea, the Lord says, he who is last shall be first, just be careful that you don't misread that into a point of self-deprivation and neglect, like putting the life vests on everyone else and drowning while you do it. Instead, try telling yourself, I am second. To me, this connotes the idea that I am still valuable, I need to take care of myself, I still matter. In fact, that's largely what our Excel Still More entire series is about, that you are incredibly valuable, and the stronger and better you get, the more of a difference you're going to make. However, I can be in second place in any relationship. I have the strength to do that. I understand what that means. It's not self-neglect. It's simply moving the preference over to the other person in the room before myself. Like we read in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. That's what we're talking about. You are important. Your voice matters. But in any given situation, you can defer preference to the other 
first. It's the first thing that happens. I'm going to give you a handful of examples of this in the back half. I just need to make sure you understand the sentiment that we're conveying because I want you to say the words to yourself, I am second throughout the day today and understand what that means. In Philippians 2, the next verse, it says, do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Now, again, that's not saying your interests don't matter. If you are a husband with a wife and four kids, you've got to always be about those five people and never get around to what you need to do. That is not God's plan. And that's not what I am second means. I am second is more about the moment you're in, the person in front of you, the way that you assign value in that moment or when you're making that choice. The text goes on to say, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then again, it goes on to show that he chose to be second to mankind and to serve mankind. And of course, ultimately, having preserved his own soul, he received great glorification for that. And God saw that and God honored him immensely because of the position he was willing to take. All right, so let's take a few minutes and talk about what this looks like. Let's begin with Christ. If you go to IamSecond.com, there are some videos about marriage and other relationships because it applies there, and you're going to hear me talk about that. But primarily, it's going to be about Jesus. Now, it's easy for you to say, Jesus is first place in everything, Colossians 1. I seek first his kingdom and righteousness above everything else, Matthew chapter 6. It's easy to say those things generically. It's easy to profess those things in belief. Let me tell you what's tougher. What's tougher is when you are in a situation today where you choose between honoring the character of Jesus or serving your own self-interest. In that moment, right there, facing that decision That's when it's important to visualize Jesus right there in the room with you, look in his direction and say three words, I am second. What you're saying is, I know I matter, I know I'm valuable, I know you love me, but in this decision right here, this one, you're first. What you want takes precedent over what I feel like I need. This, of course, is very similar to Matthew 6, the same text that said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, said earlier that you cannot serve two masters. Now, in that text, the two masters are either God or material things or materialism. And he didn't say to decimate and destroy the other. He just said, you've got to pick which one is first, which one's your master, so that in conflict, you will automatically know which to choose. And so that's the way it ought to be between Jesus and myself. I cannot serve Jesus first and my flesh first. My flesh will have its moments. There are many non-sinful things my flesh will be able to indulge in. But when it's a decision between the two of us, I defer to him. Okay, so let's talk about what this looks like in relationships. I don't know if I've put it in any previous episodes. I think that we did. But I've certainly preached a lot about the humility of Jesus, how every room, think about this, every single room Jesus ever walked in, in his entire time on this earth, he was the best thing in that room. He was the smartest person. He was the only sinless one. He deserved more honor than the rest of his creation combined. And yet, time and time again, he assumed the lowest position in the room. 
Every room he walked in, he made it about the other person. He wanted to know what was going on in their minds. He was interested in what he could do in their lives. And look, we're not Jesus, and you can't read every heart in the room. And it would be just impossible to walk in and somehow be subservient and perfectly positioned to help everybody in the room. That's a bit overwhelming, but you know what I can handle? When I'm having a conversation with a person, I am second. My initial default idea is that they matter more than I do. Their story matters more. What's going on with them is more important. And so when they're done talking, I'm going to follow up with another question because I'm genuinely prioritizing what they have over what I have. Now, again, this doesn't mean you're a nothing. I still get to tell my stories later. I still get to express how I feel about what's going on with me. Interestingly enough, if you'll go back to the episode, Always Speak Last, there is a much higher chance that they will listen to you after you've shown that you've put them first. They've gotten to go first. If I'm in a room with a group of people, whoever's speaking, that person's first. I'm second. Maybe I get to go next, or maybe the the person next to me speaks up. Well, now they're first, and I'm second. When it's my turn, I'll have something to say, but I genuinely in that moment decide that I defer to them. Their interests are more important than my own. Can I just ask you, if you're following along with me on this, what is it going to do to these relationships? How do you think relationships in your life would change if you adopted the I am second mentality? I already know what would happen with Jesus. He would shower me with blessings beyond comprehension because I put myself below him. I know that people at church would be more drawn to me. They would trust me more. They would see that I'm someone who actually cares about them. Hey, I'm a preacher. That's kind of important, you know. People need to believe that the person who's preaching actually cares. Well, that requires a lot of listening, especially if I could talk to preachers a minute when we expect them to listen to us for two 37-minute sermons and two 40-minute classes a week, we probably need to make sure that we're second in pretty much every verbal interaction outside of that. And listen, as we close this thing, I cannot emphasize enough how important this is in your home. It doesn't matter what role you have. Maybe you're the husband and father. Maybe you're the wife and mother. Maybe you're one of the kids. It doesn't matter. Listen, and we're not saying you don't matter. I just have to make sure you get this. I'm not saying, well, tonight when you get home, it has to be about everybody else. Nobody cares what's going on with me. I am last. I don't matter. Stop that. That's not what we're saying at all. We know that you matter. We're just saying that the Christian has enough confidence in who they are that they see the benefit of deferring that just a little while making it not about themselves long enough to show the other person that they matter. Let's get out of the box here because I usually assume that husbands and wives are listening. And let's say we've got a teenager listening right now. Why don't you try this? Why don't you call your parents or when you get home tonight, why don't you just ask how they're doing? Really try to listen and not because it's some trick or something, because you've decided in this conversation, I am second. They matter more. Now, your parents may say, okay, what did you do? And you can just laugh that off and say, nothing, mom. I just love you. I'm just interested in what's going on. Here's another part that goes along with that. It really triggers something usually in the other person. 
especially if they're an inner circle person that you already know is pretty great. If you prioritize them just a little bit, if you really do something or say something that shows that they're super important to you, they will almost instantly reciprocate that and probably try to outdo you in showing honor, which is something we see in the biblical model. Okay, let me stretch this just a bit and then we're done. The stretch is this. It's not just things that you say in conversations. It's also things that you do and think. You don't have to be in a conversation, gentlemen, with your wife to think, okay, here we go. I am second. It's just as important in the things that you decide to do, whether it's wash the dishes or watch TV, or when you stop at the store to get something for yourself, if you text and see if you can get something for her, or even the things you think about throughout the day, how much time you spent thinking about what she's going through, or what she needs. When we learn the I am second approach to life, people that we care about, we tend to think about and act upon and converse with in a way that says, you come first and we'll get to me later. So listen, it doesn't matter if you have everything in this life or you have nothing. If you're making it all about you, you're missing this. You're missing the true purpose for why God has breathed life into you. There is something far more rich to pursue. Firstly, it's seek first Jesus, real decisions, tangible moments where Jesus comes first, and then it's valuing the people in your life as just before yourself and reaping some incredible relationship rewards from that. So have a great day. Take care of yourself. Do some cool stuff. But when it comes to the king of your life and also the people in your life, remember this. I am second. Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to support this program, go check out our new website, excelstillmore.life. You can subscribe to emails there. There are book recommendations, show notes, lots of great things. We'd love for you to check it out. And don't forget to share this program with your friends if you think it'll help them. And you can always follow along on the Facebook page. And please remember, whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.